host, client manager John Nigel of InTouch Manufacturing Services. InTouch is an American-owned company headquartered in Shenzhen, China, that specializes in everything from quality control product inspections to factory audits, social compliance, and sourcing. The subject of today's podcast episode is why importers need a quality control checklist, and joining me to talk about that is client manager Vicky Yu. Welcome, Vicky. Hi, everyone. This is Vicky. I guess we should start out by giving people some background on what a QC checklist is. I mean, there's a lot of problems in manufacturing that can happen. Things like quality control defects, customer returns, even product recalls can happen due to mistakes from not having clear requirements. So can you tell us a little bit about what is a QC checklist and how does that help importers to make their requirements clear? Yeah, absolutely. So a QC checklist is a document that you give to either the factory QC staff or your own QC staff or a third-party QC staff to follow during the inspection. It is easy to follow on-site and also to make sure everybody's on the same page on what to expect during the inspection. Okay, great. So let's go into what can go wrong when importers don't have a QC checklist, starting with products don't meet customer requirements. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that. Right, sure. So the first thing, of course, is the products can go wrong. It doesn't meet your requirements. For example, that I used in the article is for labeling and packaging. When you have a very specific labeling or packaging requirements, like you need this much size A in these type of boxes, but you didn't put this in the QC checklist or the factory don't know about it, then they will just put whatever way they think is convenient or is more cost efficient for them. And it could totally turn out to be something you don't want. If there is a QC checklist, this could be easily avoided. Okay, so basically by laying out those requirements, the supplier is more likely to follow the interests of the customer and making the product the way they want it, right? Right, exactly. Okay. Another thing that you mentioned here, another point here is without a QC checklist, the importer is sort of risking having the inspection be unreliable. What do you mean by that? It's the same, like I mentioned, QC checklist is to make sure everybody's on the same page. They know what you want to get out of an inspection. Let's take the packaging and labeling example again. Like if your QC staff or the third party QC company don't know that you actually have any requirements for the labeling and they would just check and take photos to make sure there is labeling, but not actually to mention if it meets your requirements or not because nobody knows about it. So if this happens, then the result is not 100% what you want. So in some cases, like the one you mentioned with the packaging and labeling, they might just report it as actual, include photos of what it looks like, but actually they're not really saying, okay, this is a problem. They're not making it obvious to the importer who's reviewing the report. So yeah, I think in that example, it's forcing the importer to do a lot more work on their own to investigate than is really necessary. And I think too, from my experience, there's cases where if something is not clarified in the checklist is left out from the inspection. If it's a product test, for example, maybe it's a cart and drop test that's really important for a particular product and the supplier won't allow it, but the inspector doesn't include that in the report or it doesn't appear in the checklist, then that's a valuable piece of information that's left out of the inspection that the importer would otherwise need. Another point that you mentioned here is production or shipping delays. So how do QC checklists help to prevent those? So if everybody has a good and standard QC checklist, then you can get everything right at the beginning to avoid any time that you may need for rework or replacement. And that saves a lot of time. 
Yeah, I would agree. I mean, production delays can happen due to misunderstandings about the product requirements. So if the supplier doesn't know that a certain component is needed for consumer electronics or what have you, and it doesn't meet spec, then they have to take time to acquire that component and do it properly. At the same time, like you mentioned, if there's an inspection that finds issues, the factory may need to rework those. They may need to discard the affected items and like start again. So it can definitely delay production and shipping. Another thing you talk about in the article here is how importers benefit from checklists. And we've already sort of talked about some of those here, such as getting the product right the first time you already mentioned. Another point you mentioned, though, is it raises the accountability or it holds suppliers and QC staff more accountable by having a QC checklist. How does it do that? The QC checklist conveys your requirements of the products to the suppliers and the QC staff. So it is written down. It is black and white. And if there is any issue found, no one can say, "Oh, I don't know about these requirements." So this is how you can hold everybody accountable. And also, this kind of standardized and centralized specifications and QC checklist is a clear way to carry out your feedback and requirements. Like instead of sending millions of emails, people may lost information in transition, or you know, if they change their computer, stuff like that. Because this totally happened to some of my clients. They only send pieces of information through emails about cotton markings, about their packaging requirements, and the factory lost them in the emails. So, sort of your last point there is that the QC checklist sort of consolidates everything or brings it together, so it's easier to find it all in one place, right? Yes, that's true. Yeah, I think with the accountability point, I mean, this comes up a lot. I think not necessarily with clients, but people ask questions about what can they do legally to hold their supplier accountable. And in China, I think especially, it's a tough question to answer. I think it's hard to bring a Chinese supplier to court over something. It's often not worth the trouble of doing that. But have you seen cases? Maybe they had that excuse, like, "Oh, we didn't know about this requirement after the fact." Because I feel like that happens pretty often. Do you have any specific examples that you can think of for that? Yeah, it happened to one of my clients that they wanted their client PO number to be printed on the carton, but we didn't know that we need to check that because it was not included in the QC checklist. So we just took the photo of the general carton, and the client noticed that and asking the factory. Or the factory said, "We didn't know you were asking for this." And after a few investigation, the client said, "Oh, I actually mentioned this in an email dated whatever date, but it was lost." So this is why you do need a QC checklist to make sure all these requirements are listed out in like one document as clear as possible. Okay. And your last point here about the benefits of a QC checklist is that it can really improve the relationship between importers and their suppliers. You know, I think giving someone a list of requirements might seem a little bit demanding. People might think, okay, you're sending me a list of of all these demands that you have, and that maybe that's unwelcomed. But in fact, I think it can improve relationships with the supplier and the importer, right? Right. I think the point is the importers can lay out their requirements in the QC checklist beforehand, like maybe even before the production starts or before the inspection starts. So the supplier knows what the inspection is going to do and what to expect. If they have any question on the QC checklist. They can ask before the action was complete, and there will be less stress on if there is any rework or repackaging replacements involved in the future. And it's just more like a smooth flow of information to make sure everybody knows and to make sure the questions were solved before the inspection or the wrong products was made. Definitely. 
You mentioned a little bit, you sort of touched on broadly creating a QC checklist. That's sort of outside the scope of this episode of the podcast. It involves a lot of specifics, but maybe you can tell us a little bit about, like you mentioned, the the importance of getting feedback from the supplier and from anyone who's going to be inspecting the product when creating the checklist. Right, that's true. The QC checklist can start from your specifications of the products, but you need to be very clear and concise that the QC staff can just take the paper to the inspection without any concerns. And the QC checklist can go with the specifications for detailed measurements, detailed photo requirements. And also, if you can send the QC checklist beforehand to everybody, like your supplier, the third-party QC company, and your own team, so everybody knows what to do in the inspection. And this is also a chance that you can review what can get done in an inspection and what actually cannot get done in the inspection. Like some on-site tests we can do, some like we cannot do probably to find a lab. And this also gives you a chance to know more about your products. Great. So I think the overlying theme here, if we could boil this down, is that mistakes are common in manufacturing. In fact, having a perfect order with no defects, no quality issues that fully meet the buyer's requirements is pretty much unheard of. But having the QC checklist on hand, working with the supplier and the inspection team to develop that as early as possible is one of the best ways, if not the best way, to avoid mistakes that result in these problems we talked about. Defects, customer returns, product recalls, things like that, functional issues with the product. Do you have anything to add to that? I think that's pretty much it. Like you mentioned, QC checklist is to make sure nothing goes wrong beforehand. You don't want to do actual work after everything is complete. Okay, excellent. With that, I would like to thank my guest, Vicky Yu, for joining me to talk about why importers need a QC checklist. So thank you, Vicky. Yeah, no problem. And I want to thank our audience for tuning in to today's episode and remind you guys to check us out on our social media channels, namely... LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter for some daily tips and advice and some industry news there. You can subscribe to this podcast feed on Stitcher. You can check out our SlideShare channel for some industry-related presentations there. And finally, if you'd like to get in contact with us directly, you can drop us a line at our company website. That is www.intouchquality.com. Thank you.